Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. This is Old School. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Happy snow day for those of you that got through the day and didn't have to be out in the snow. Congratulations to those that had to get out there, you essential folks and uh, you first responder folks. Well done. Uh, but we got through. You know, we were told ah, it might be an inch, might be three, might be five. Here's a foot. Take it. Take it. Take it. Take deal, it. Deal with it. Yep. Uh, but credit, kudos. Got here. Everybody got here. We're good. Jay is traveling to Charlotte, uh, and he'll be back uh, tomorrow. But uh, we'll handle it. We'll handle it. I think he wants to call in, but we'll figure out once Jay gets Sounds good. Uh, wherever he's going to get to in that space. 402-464-5685. Sarder Heyman text line, Honda Lincoln hotline. If you want to be a part of what we're doing, you can follow on the Sarder Heyman live video stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter live. You can see what's going on in the studio. You might want to do that. Got the coach, Kenny Wilhite, joining us. Uh, Austin Orman will take us through and guide us. He'll run this ship, make sure we're on time and on purpose. So we will get that done as well. Uh, thank to the folks at the Mercado. It's where you get your quality cuts. You can go upstairs to Casa Bovina and, and get the fine dining experience. You can go down uh, to the deli area, uh, the pre-prepped foods, uh, the fresh butcher cuts, whatever you want right there at the Mercado. Uh, have at it. Um couple of things shout out watching women's Huskers softball uh, at the same time um, and Courtney Wallace was dealing bases loaded first inning no outs she got the first two then they hit a two hopper to shortstop that took a nasty wicked hop over shortstop's head rolled to the fence base clearing triple really the same hitter three innings later two runners on two outs a ball, a line drive hits center field. Neal makes a diving effort, extends, rolls to the fence. It's 5 nothing Oklahoma State. But they're down there in Clearwater, and this is a tournament. So if you're a softball fan, uh, get on get on the, the, the stream. It, there's – let me just read this off before we get into the football. Alabama, Arizona, Arkansas, Duke, Florida State, Indiana, L- uh, Louisiana, Michigan, Michigan State, uh, Mississippi State. Uh, Nebraska, Oklahoma State, A&M, Central Florida, UCLA, <laughs> South Florida, and Virginia Tech. 16 teams down in Clearwater having at it. It's going to be – and they've got 10 fields, oh, and it's wow. just games on games on games. So, if softball is your jam, get into it. And then, of course, the guys are in uh, San Diego, and their first pitch is tomorrow. Uh, so, it'll be officially baseball, Husker baseball season to go along with softball season. Lots going on in the space. Kenny, we were talking, and it was brought up uh, by by Strick, and in that space we were talking about it. The roster is going to change. It is going to change. Now, you know this roster. You know the people. You know how they got here. You know why they're here. <laughs> I think several 
discussion points in it. First of all, for the majority of kids who cross paths with you, are they coming here for a change or are they coming here for a different opportunity? And there's a difference between wanting a change in your situation and circumstance or just getting a different opportunity. What do you think this what do you think that is? I think for the guys that they brought in, most of them are coming for a, a different opportunity. Uh, you can't count the freshmen because the freshmen were mm-hmm. guys that the previous staff was recruiting. Most of them were. Um, but the transfers and the, the other guys are coming for a, a better opportunity. So they think. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you, you never know because you, you got guys on that roster that currently on the roster before they got there that are still trying to get their opportunity also. It's in this space that high school coaches and college coaches have had the discussion that the pandemic and the transfer portal and have changed it for high school athletes. They're not getting seen. They're not getting recruited. They're not being signed and committed to. What's your take? What's your, what's your stand? Will it ever get straight? Will it ever go back to the way it was? As long as you have the transfer portal, no. Um, uh, COVID, it really hurts you because you still got guys that are on their seventh year sixth, seventh year mm-hmm. due to COVID, maybe because of injury or whatever. But you, that, that, that won't change. But the transfer portal has changed the game a lot. So if you're not a big, big-time high school player, you may get overlooked because there's a, another guy in the transfer portal that may have college film. Does, does that mean that the lower FCS schools will get better? They should. Because they, cause they should get better talent, they right? Should. They should. Or – does it continually rainfall from the top for folks who want to get out of being third team at Michigan State, fourth team at Nebraska, but they can go and be, well, in their minds, be number one at James Madison. They can be number one at, at, at North South Dakota, Dakota. State. Right. South Dakota State. Right. You know what I mean? So, yeah, th- those teams should reap the benefit of the transfer portal. Um, you know, like you said, the roster at Nebraska right now has to be brought down some. considerable how do you, amount. How, how do you have that conversation? Those are tough conversations that I did not want to be in. Right? <laughs> that I was glad I was not involved in. Right, you, but you're sitting back because, you, as you said, but it, it all rains downhill. There are some relationships. Right, that, you know, because they're people that you have to commit to to get them here. Yes. And conversations, relationships had to be built. Yep. Can I ask you, can you share the conversations when you somebody that you brought in then gets asked to leave the program? What are those con- con- conversations like? Between well, you and players, you and families. A couple of times I was not in the loop. I was left out the loop. So I had to get a phone call or, or text message from a parent. You know, I didn't I didn't even know. But Hey coach. Um <laughs> But those conversations are all, always difficult. Um but I always told a kid I'm gonna be straight and shoot him shoot him straight and, and be honest with him. And if I thought a kid after his second year of me bringing him in cannot help us realistically i would sit that kid down and his parent down and be like, hey let's try to get this kid to a, a place where he could have some success and possibly play do you find yourself at that point being kind of a, a conduit for them going somewhere else using your resources and connections or is it it's a full clean divorce no, uh, you no, got to move in no no i would never wash my hand with with with, with any kid that i had in uh, any contact with or getting to the University of Nebraska. Never. Even to this point, 
if somebody reaches out, I'll, I'll do whatever I can for them. How much of your time, let's say it's a pie of 100%, how much I would assume that the majority of your time is actually getting to know kids and families. Yes. And then you get into talent evaluation, assessment, that sort of thing. And then it becomes contact and, 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 and reference of knowing what program the kid uh, came from, who the coach is in that program, who's willing to co-sign for the kid. So through that, let's go through it, that first part, of getting to know the people, your first responsibility would have been the state of Nebraska, right? In the me- immediate area. Immediate state of Nebraska, right? Yes. In that space, how difficult is it for you to cover every high school, every program, know every co- head coach specifically, sometimes the position coaches, right? So you could ask them, hey, uh, we run this, can he fit here? 50% of your time, give it a percentage. 100%. Like, it's all, like that's the that's bulk. every day. That's the bulk of the game. every day. That, that was every day. So, like you said, the process is watching the kids film. If I thought he could play at the University of Nebraska, that was contacting the coach. Sending the coach a questionnaire. Okay. On the kid. So, you, you know, you trust the coach's word. And then you try to reach out to a counselor. And then you get involved and you start messaging the kid and his parent trying to get them on campus. Once you get them on campus, you sell, you sell the University of Nebraska. What that universe, what the University of Nebraska can do for that kid mm-hmm. on and off the field. So once you get to that point, now you take it to the head man who in turn gives it to the position coach. The position coach made the decision on who he wanted. You read my mind. I need to know, know the, the checklist, right? The position right? coach right? made a decision on who he wanted. Okay. If that kid checked all the boxes academically, athletically, uh, you know, is, was he in trouble socially? We socially. need to know what he what he was did? he in trouble in the cafeteria? Was he a, a, a gentleman to a cafeteria worker? Was he a you know what? Just how he conducted himself mm-hmm. throughout the school. Mm-hmm. So once he checked all the boxes, boxes, the head coach signed off on him, and then off we went. We tried to get him to you know if there's a kid that had a South Dakota, South Dakota State, North Dakota, North Dakota State, it was tougher sell because that's scholarship. That's a tougher sell. So, how, how many? Give me a percentage. How many of the young people that you reach that point of you want them and they want to be at the University of Nebraska? How many of those people then immediately were up? Did the scholarship offer conversation happen and end well? So I would say in my seven years in my role, mm-hmm. the guys that I brought on as walk-ons. Mm-hmm. I would say 35% of them earn scholarships, maybe 40 within their, within their time at Nebraska. Did you, did you have a percentage in your head that says I'm doing a good job? Well, I never said I was doing a good job. It was always a we. It was never about me. Well, who else was required? And you went through the checklist, right? Yeah. Because you have to take 100% of the available talent in the Mm -hmm. state of Nebraska, Mm -hmm. and then find those that fit from a talent level, from a program level, from a skill level, academic level, other, that could fit in. Mm -hmm. Then you've got to decide whether you could actually get them to Nebraska. Yes. Especially when it's 
Walk-on. Yes. What's the pitch and sell? Let's say that it's it's Austin Jr., right? He's a Nebraska guy. He you know, he he loves it. His son, AJ's good talent, good enough talent that North Dakota State says, you know what? We'll offer you a ride here. And we said to him, but we we have to offer you a, a Nebraska walk-on. What's the pitch? What is the thing that gets AJ to Nebraska instead of taking the scholarship to go somewhere else? The University of Nebraska itself, the people, the academic people, the life skill people, and what we can get you uh, extra. You know, there's a student assistance fund. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, the NCAA rule changed where. All the meals are free now after their freshman year. After the freshman year. After the freshman year, all the meals are free. You don't have to pay for a meal. So if they stay in the walk-on program, Mm -hmm. they they will get fed. Yes. Well, even if they're in the walk-on program, they get fed. Like Uh So you you have a card. You swipe your card when you go to breakfast, you go to lunch, you go to dinner. Mm -hmm. Right? That comes out of your parents or whatever. Right. After your freshman year, that's free. But if we have a meal provided by – the football program, mm-hmm. an extra meal, say a caterer, those kids get that for free. So you 85 know? of the kids on a roster get f- fed all the time no matter what. That's just a part of what? Scholarship. Right. The scholarship folks. Walk-ons do too. But the 85, the scholarship kids' meals are free. Okay. It's included in their scholarship. Okay. So they can eat with the team, but there's some financial setup. Walk-on for, kids for go right to the training table, eat uh-huh. with all the other athletes. Uh-huh. But their parents pay for that. Okay, after their freshman year, this is free. this because because and I'm 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 so grateful that you're willing to go through the process because people around the programs have an idea, but the average listener never really gets into the nuts and bolts mm-hmm. of how this stuff really works mm-hmm. and why I brought up you know Austin Junior. is because that's the bulk of the people that you're dealing with. Yes. People who love the the Husker program, they love the state of Nebraska, they love the university, they want their young person to be a part of the program, and then that transcends all the other programs too. So this is not just a football thing. Mm. This is trying to get walk-ons in numbers at a high enough level because you also have to make this decision. And I'll ask you how you weigh it. Their their acceptance of being a walk-on and then their ability to actually contribute as a walk-on. Where do you put the, the, the lever 50-50 in that conversation? So Because so, he's, he, he's all conference, but it may be a position that you don't need a bunch of people. Give you an example. Hmm? There was a kid this year um, before I was not retained. Parents love the University of Nebraska. Absolutely love it. Dad played. Uh, mom went to school here. Mm-hmm. Wanted nothing but for their kid to play at the University of Nebraska. So, again, there's a pecking order. You know, and me being the person I am, I had to have that conversation on an unofficial visit, visit game day weekend. And I told the parents, I was like, listen, I'll be doing your kid a disservice if I kept pushing for him to be a walk-on in this class. The reason being there's 20 guys at that position on scholarship mm-hmm. almost mm-hmm. because there was three that should have been on scholarship, right? So you have 17 scholarship p- players at that position, three more that probably should be on scholarship at that position. 
So, and they're not, there was only, you may be losing two at that position. And then you're bringing in three more on scholarship. That kid would never play here. So I'll be doing him a disservice to, to ask him to walk on here. My ultimate goal was to have kids on the walk-on program that could contribute after their second year, whether it be on special teams or a backup at a position. The, you know, we're with Coach Kenny Wilhite, and again, I thank you for, for dropping knowledge. It, like, sometimes in this space we can get into the debates and the hot takes, but the reality is I'd rather share information on how things really work. We'll go to break. We'll come back more with Coach Wilhite, Austin Norman here on Old School. 